that was the thing. I was, I was lacking confidence. I was so con- like, I felt like I needed to know more really, but really what I needed was to just dive in. And so moving into that winter, this was like the winter of 2020. I really fell off. Like I stopped reading finance books and read self-improvement. I didn't do any of this stuff. And it was back to worrying about school, playing video games, all this stuff, you know, like, like a typical teenager. Um, and then it was literally December 31st. It was like 9 PM and I was sitting in a hotel room listening to a podcast by one of my favorite hosts. His name is Tom Bilyeu. And I was sitting there and I was like, man, it'd be so, so cool to talk to a multimillionaire. Cause he was talking to a multimillionaire who'd built like a, it was a, it was a, I don't remember what company it was. And I was like, it'd be so, so cool to talk to those people. And then I was like, so why don't I? And that's when I got the idea to start a podcast. Welcome to the Parenting Mindset Show with Forrest and Bo. Conscious conversations to help you take your teen from anxiety, depression, and low self-esteem to empowered and inspired so you can have less chaos and more connection in your life. It takes a village. And now, on to our show. Okay. All right, welcome to the Parenting Mindset Show with Forrest and Bo. We're glad to be with you today. We have a very special guest. This is the first time, Bo, that we've done this, which is uh, we got a teenager that is the star of the show. And uh, this teenager, this young adult, Chase, do you say it, Galette? Is that how you say the yes, last name? Yes, Galette. G-U-E-L-E-T-T-E. Thank you, Chase. Yes, he's 16 years old. He's done everything from flipping couches to make a few bucks to now starting a podcast and it's the young entrepreneurs rebellion and he's connecting with entrepreneurs all over the world telling their stories connecting with other youth getting people to be inspired and i just really wanted you the parent or teen advocate listening to this today to share this with some teenagers share this with some other parents because this is going to be on fire um, because it's really showing what's possible for a 16 year old a lot of times we place a lot of limits on what we think a 15 16 or 17 year old can or can't do and chase is here to blow through those limits so welcome chase Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Forrest. I mean, honestly, it's it's an honor to be here because, like, I, I mean, beginning of this year, January, I couldn't even have even imagined coming on a podcast. You know, <laughs> like, like I was literally your normal teen, and six months later, here I am on your podcast, building my own podcast, building a business, and hiring employees. It's like, it's crazy to me. You know, that's awesome. No, that's cool. Man. So, how did you? What what made you want to get into it? Yeah, what made you kind of fall into the uh, the podcast realm and and kind of where are you at with that now? You know what I mean? What, what inspired you, man? Well, I guess for me personally, it really it really started back back when the pandemic started, right? And we we schools got schools in Michigan got shut down like March seventeenth or something like that, like absolute shutdown. And then after that, it, it was just shut down for three weeks straight, four weeks straight before we even started virtual classes. Mm. And I got so bored. <laughs> and like, it was it was kind of a sucky time because all these school events got canceled. And uh, like, I, I was going to the swimming uh, states event that got canceled. I was going to the international event for a, a business uh, organization that I was a part of that got canceled. I was kind of in the dumps. So, um, there was the one day where I was just on my phone on YouTube and I watched a video by Robert Kiyosaki about it was it was some, it was like a clickbait title it was like keep them poor or something like that mm. and it was it was like Robert Kiyosaki's message to all all people about the rich or something like that mm-hmm. and I really I really dove into that and it was basically it was when I got interested in finance right he was like this is what you do to get rich um, do this and, and build a business and buy houses and don't be an employee and got out like a graph and was like writing on it, you know? And it was like, I, I was sitting there watching this and I was like, you know, I, I've always wanted to be rich. Like, I think, I think everyone has that, that dream, you know, like, Oh, I want to be rich and have my own yachts and private jet. But I, I never really thought about how I was actually going to get there. You know, like I'd always had this dream to become super rich. I wanted to be the next Jeff Bezos. I think everyone does. But I, I never really had a dream of or, or an idea of how I was going to get there. Like at that point in time, I was like, oh, yeah, man, I want to be an astrophysicist, mm. you know. Um, but and I eventually realized that science wasn't really my thing. But that's not <laughs> the story. So I got, I got really, really interested in business and finance and then I, I really just 
I ended up going deeper and deeper down that hole. I bought books. I bought Kiyosaki's books and other books on real estate and finance and investing. And like the more I read about this stuff, the more I was like, yes, this is how I'm going to get rich. This is, this is how I'm going to get rich. You know, like that was my thing. I was super, super excited about making all this money. And lo and behold, it was a bit harder than the books told me it was going to be. Um, because we eventually got into summer and I, I was, I was working at my family's orchard and like I, I had gotten it, I got an investment account and then I, I did lose some money, but then I gained some money and it was like, Oh, this is really weird. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I, I read more books, but it never, it never really went anywhere. Mm. Right. Like I, I was reading all this self-improvement stuff and all this finance stuff, but I didn't have, I was young, right. I was 15 still. I couldn't even drive yet. Mm. So I didn't have the confidence to go out into the world and start doing any of this stuff. And I didn't, I didn't, I, I was just, that was the thing. I was, I was lacking confidence. I was so, con like, I felt like I needed to know more really, but really what I needed was to just dive in. Yeah. And so moving into that winter, this was like the winter of 2020, I really fell off. Like I stopped reading finance books and read self-improvement. I didn't do any of this stuff. And it was back to worrying about school, playing video games, all this stuff, you know, like, like a typical teenager. Um... And then it was literally December 31st. It was like 9 p.m. And I was sitting in a hotel room listening to a podcast by one of my favorite hosts. His name is Tom Bilyeu. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I was like, man, it'd be so, so cool to talk to a multimillionaire. Because he was talking to a multimillionaire who'd built like a, it was a, it was a, I don't remember what company it was. And I was like, it'd be so, so cool to talk to those people. And then I was like, so why don't I? And that's when I got the idea to start a podcast. I love that question. So why don't I? We, you know, so many times, you know, uh, teenagers and adults, they think about starting something, but you just don't ask the simple question, why don't I? You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. and you said earlier, like, everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to be Jeff Bezos. But maybe it does take a certain type of person. Do you think it takes it like a certain type of person to kind of have that vision? Or what do you think? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, if you, if you read, if you actually read Jeff Bezos' story, right? Like everyone sees him now as the guy worth $200 billion or whatever the heck it is, you know, more wealth than anyone would ever need ever. And he can do whatever the heck he <laughs> wants. That's, that's how everyone sees right. him now, but you don't see that he's been working to build Amazon since 1996. Mm. You know, you don't see that he spent 25 years, not making any money, grinding it out every day, hustling and really being beaten mm. down like you don't mm. see that you like like people don't think about that like sure he's the richest guy on earth and it's he, he can live whatever kind of life he wants but for 25 years he was living a life of surviving in his company building his company trying like a, a, a life of grinding right like it was really really a hard time for him so it definitely takes a certain type of person yeah. to do this and Anyone can become that person, but first you have to start with the with the desire, right? And it has to be more than a financial desire, right? Like you can't. That's yeah. That, that, like that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say what what did you equate yeah. rich with being? Because just because you have a lot of cash doesn't mean yeah. you have anything besides that. Like what did you equate richness with being able to do? Was it provide for your family? Was it be able to go extravagant uh, experiences and have vacations and? And, and meet people, like, what did you equate that with? So for me personally, rich meant two things, right? Like one is being able to live a life mm. of freedom, right? Not necessarily like having my own yacht or flying a private jet. It was having a life of freedom because when I, when I was young, I got to do, tra like I was, I was blessed with the opportunity to travel. Um, like my, my parents, we took a two, cruise or two when I was much younger to the Caribbean. And then semi-recently we went to Europe and I realized, I was like, I love traveling mm. so much. Like I, I fell in love with foreign cultures. I fell in love with being and experiencing new places. So one, to me, it meant freedom. Like if I had $2 million, I could throw it all in the stock market and that, and expect a certain return and then go travel <laughs> the world. So that was the first thing for me. And the second thing for me was having an impact on people, right? Like I wanted to, I didn't want to become a millionaire by just, I, and I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but just, but just building a business, right? I wanted to build a business that provided value and actually impacted people and built people's lives for the better. You know, I didn't just want to do drop shipping and make a million dollars drop shipping because you're not really providing value. You know what I mean? But I wanted to build a company and build a brand 
either once I had the money or while I was making the money that could impact people and actually improve lives. Yeah. So what did you, and we'd love to give our like listeners, you know, some really good practical advice too, especially like any teenagers that might be in the car with their parents or listening right now when they're like, yo, I want to do like this entrepreneurship thing. And I like what Chase is saying, but I want to see, you know, what did you, what did you find out was like the biggest struggle when you started out? So first off, were you in a service-based industry when you started your own company? Like what were you selling? What were you doing? And then what were the challenges that you experienced? Cause you said when you first went into it, you're like, I realized right away, like that didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like you, you ran into some roadblocks. What were those? Well, so I, I originally started, like I got really interested in real estate, right? Yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm 15. I want to get into the real estate industry. But it was the first thing that I ran into is I was I was 15. I literally, you know, 15 year old can't sign a contract. 15 year old can't go buy a house. Like you can, yep. but you need a lot of parental consent and support and you need a lot of money. And I was like, I don't have that money. And my parents weren't like, I suddenly show up one day and I'm like, hey, mom, dad, I want to buy a house. You know, they're like, <laughs> They so look number one, like, be realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, Step one, kids. Yeah. Yes, they, they looked at me and they were like, "No." <laughs> you know, it was, it was like it was like that. And and then I and then I had this new harebrained, well, not harebrained, but I found out this new method. It was called wholesaling real estate, where you call <laughs> call people and then you take the contract for their house and then sell the contract. And I was like, so I I came back two three weeks later and I was like, Mom, Dad, I want to sell house contracts that's what i want to sell and they were like this is great <laughs> no <laughs> you know like it was like and, and it wasn't like i showed up with a plan or anything and i look back at this and i'm kind of i'm kind of face falling it's not like it was like kind of out of the blue i didn't show up with a plan it's, it's not like i had any idea of how i was going to do yeah. this like i had an idea they didn't and i didn't have I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there, though, just for the listener. There's a difference between a vision and yeah. a business plan, and you can do you can do both. But Chase was yes. starting with a vision, which is great. You got to start with the vision. But then now he's talking about like now he's a little bit more experienced. He realized looking back, hindsight 2020, hey, I could have came up with a business plan and then pitched it to my parents or other investors. Yes. So keep going, Absolutely. Chase. This is great. This is gold. This is great. Yeah, like I, I wish I'd made like a slide deck or something because then I might have had a better chance or or even better actually gone out and kind of learned this process because everything, th this whole vision that I had was based on YouTube videos and podcasts, right? I never, I never went, okay, I have this vision. Why don't I go find someone else who's doing it, ask them, work with them, work under them and actually learn from it? Because one of the biggest things is like, my parents didn't have any proof that this would work. Like there was no mm. proof of concept. Maybe, and this this is all hindsight 2020, maybe if I had gone to a real estate agent and been like, hey, mm. can I work under you? My parents would have been more understanding when I said, hey, I want to wholesale house contracts. Or if I'd gone and found someone who's selling house contracts, who's doing this wholesale thing, right? And then worked under him for a year, maybe now a year later, my parents might be mm. more okay with me doing that. You know what I mean? It's like, I never, I never, and this is a big thing for teens, right? Is like, whether you like it or not, your parents rule most of your life. Like, even if you're the most rebellious kids with, with loose parents, they still rule a good amount of your life. And you have to be ready to account for that. These dang parents you know? are getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's my thought. Well, but here's the thing is, is generally they have a good idea of what's not going to work. Um... But that doesn't right. mean that you should just ditch well, your dreams the moment that they tell you no. So yeah. I got a really good question for him too. It's always a hot topic, right? It's a hot topic. So what is your take on from where you're at right now and your generation? Uh, what's your take on entrepreneurship compared to college? That's, I mean, that's a question that I that I actually think about a lot. Because yeah. sitting where I am right now, right? I'm 16 and five months, 16 and five months ish. Um, and I, I've started this podcast. I've, I've done couch flipping. I have all these other business ideas, not like, you know, whizzing around inside my head. And I'm sitting here like, man, if I just keep at this podcasting thing, if I just keep at building these other businesses for the next year and a half, in the next two years, what's it going to look like? Like, cause you know, you, you read all these like super, um, 
uh, uh, optimistic projections and you have all these ideas in your head, you're like, I'm like, okay, if I can get my podcast to 100K downloads, I could be making uh, uh, this much money per month. If I'm making that much money yeah. per, per month, why would I go to college? You know, like some, something that I think about a lot is like you go to college to make money, right? Like that's the end goal of college is to get a degree right. so that you can join a company so that you can make money. And if you're already making a bunch of money, why would you go to college? Like that's something that goes through my head a lot, you know? So if I was 18 and I was making 150 grand doing whatever, I'm like, why would I go to college? But at the same time, if you're like, maybe you're not making 150 grand, you know? Right. I think that as young people, I gen, I, I will probably still go to college. And I and yeah. like, check back with me in a year and a half, two years. Exactly. Um, when the when the hustle but, gets you. Exactly. I will yeah. probably still go to college because if there's no, if nothing else in life, it gives a guarantee, right? Like, and while I am super, super, like I am so behind the idea of working for, like hustling, right? Like getting a sales job and just hustling it out and depending on yourself to make a life for yourself, right? But at the same time, Going to college does give you the opportunity to have a degree and to have a stable career if everything goes absolutely haywire and south, right? Like if I went to college and got a four-year business degree and in my 20s, my life came crashing down. Say I had a successful podcast. Maybe I got sued. I lose all of my money. I can't do my podcasting stuff anymore. I'd so have you're feeling it's like for an entrepreneur-minded right? person, it's more like a backup plan. Is that? Kind of. And and like I yeah. said, my thoughts on this are still kind of half-baked because I'm like, maybe I won't go to college because there's that. Then you have the argument like, well, you've built all of these skills. If you know, if you've already created $150,000 a year for well, yourself, it, 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 you, you should be teaching again, a college right? course if you've been again. able to do that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so Exactly. Yeah. The so cool thing about college too, I know that for my wife and other people that really um, you know, advocate for college – which is they made connections and they established a network at that age because you, you know, you're yes. there with your peers. So that's another probably a pro, um, but there's pros and cons. Mm -hmm. So yeah, good answer, Chase. Thank you for that. Um, it's really up to you. That's that you have to look at your own life and your own journey and yeah. say, is this so the right thing So why podcasting though? You know? Like you got into podcasting. Was it because of the networking that you could do or the storytelling behind it? I would say, yeah, like it was, it was both, right? Cause like I said, I got, I got the idea to do a podcast because I was listening to uh, another podcast where he would, where the host Tom was interviewing a multimillionaire and I was like, yo, it'd be so cool to be able to talk to a multimillionaire. You know, I was like, man, I don't know any of those. I don't like, you know, like that was my thought process. Like I'm in my head. I'm like, is there someone I know who's worth multiple millions of dollars? Not really, you know, like maybe like, like maybe like my, my mom's friend who has a friend, but not really. And so I was like, it would be so amazing to get in contact with people and ask them how they made their money. Like go to a multimillionaire and be like, Hey, mm. how did you make millions hey, of dollars? Um, Chase, I wanted to uh, pivot you know? a little bit and talk a little bit about but, teens and confidence. Cause you mentioned that earlier. And I think that that like understanding sure. self-worth, you know, um, what would you say to a teen that is like maybe not feeling as confident as you appear to be? I mean, you, you come across with a lot of confidence. You're very articulate. What about another teen that's not feeling yeah. that kind of confidence? What can they do to like gear up or level up? I'd say that I come across as really confident, right? Like, like if you walked up to me in the store and started talking to me, I'd start talking right back to you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd bounce right off you and we, we'd be moving. But I'd also say that there are the days where I wake up and I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, God, I don't want to get up today. You know, like there's, there's those days or those moments when I'm standing in the shower and I'm like, there's so much happening in my life. It's so stressful. Can I really do it? Do I want to do it? Mm. It'd be so much simpler to just not do i do i really want to show up for this interview today am i really that passionate about it and in the end the answer is always yes mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that that moment of weakness isn't there so and that doesn't mean that when i'm i come across as really confident right but maybe if you walked up to me in the store right and you started you started talking to me i'd bounce right back off you but two seconds ago i was thinking about how much i how i absolutely bombed that interview yesterday how I could have done so much better, and now I have to go to that guest and be like, "Look, 
I didn't do good and I can't put this out. You know, and like this is just an example from my life, but I'm not always super confident. Like I'll, I'll put that out there before I before I give my tips. Like I'm not always as confident as I come across. And I know the listener will be like, oh yeah, he's not confident. But really, I'm not. So, but yeah. when I am, yeah, when I'm down there, like when I'm having those thoughts, I try to think about, the first thing I do is I, I think about what I've already done, right? Like how far I've come. And you don't really think about it, but where you are in life right now is a culmination of all of your past experiences. Like if you're listening to this, congrats, you're <laughs> yeah. alive. You didn't die yet. You know, like you've already overcome and done so much in your life to get to this point. How, why are you going to let this current obstacle stop you? Like, like for example, when I, for, when I was first starting my podcast, I had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of like thoughts in my head, like what if this doesn't work? How can I make it work? Et cetera, et cetera. And then I had it and I kept look, I kept thinking like, is this really worth it? Is it going to work? And I had this, this massive, I had, I had a confidence problem, like you said, but I had to sit back and be like, you know what? I was public speaker of the year in seventh grade. Yeah. I did that. You know, like I, I've made it to this point. I, I made it through my first year of high school. That's bet. That's, that's a win. Like, I don't care how small it is. I don't care if you've had a thousand, a win that's a thousand times larger than that. I don't care right. if Jeff Bezos so, has built so a company So count your me, wins, right? Win. We always tell people that, right, Bo? Huge. Count your wins. And that's part of our, yes. our mindset training yep. is with Big the teens. Time. We have them at the end of each night write down three wins of that day because you got to count even the smaller wins and get used to winning, right? Yep. Right. And another strategy that, that comes into my head that I like to tell mm. other people is you have to set your success scale, right? Like you have to determine for you what is success, right? Because like, like we'll say like you go and start try to start a podcast, right? And what is success for you? Like you can't look at your hero, Tom Billu, my hero, whose podcast gets a million downloads an episode. I can't look at that and determine my success based on him because then I'd be an utter failure. But what I can do is determine my own success based on myself. Guess what? Three months ago, I didn't have a podcast. Guess what? By the seventh episode, wow, really? Fifty percent of all podcasters quit. Wow. Just, yes, that's that's an actual t statistic. By making say that again. Say it again. By episode seven, most yeah. fifty percent of all podcasters don't make it past episode seven. Wow. They give it on you. And you know, one thing that you hit on too that I really liked, you know, and, and the way that you're open and honest and vulnerable, but it's still in a very like improper way is whenever you tell people like, hey, you know, there are days when I'm stressed out with all that I'm doing, but I want you to, and one thing that I want to provide to you as well is something that is going to help you along the way is to be uh, self-referral in everything that you do. Meaning don't tie yourself to any meaning or outcome right now. Learn your processes and get better at your processes and look at yourself as an ever-evolving state of growth, right? So instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed out, I have to do all this, that's when we get into object referral, meaning we're putting our self-worth into the things that we're doing. Our self-worth should be constant and should be continuous throughout. And if you keep that about you, man, and you love this process that you're on, and you continue yeah. to do that, I just want to let you know that some of those times when you sit in the shower and you're feeling stressed out, is it worth it? It's going to turn into, wow, like you're going to have more of that value internally. So I think, thank you for sharing that, man. I thought that was really cool. Of course. I mean, like, like you said, you can't, you can't determine your self-worth off of something that happened today. You know, like you bombed a test, you, you made a friend angry, you upset your parents. Well, you can't determine the entirety of your self-worth off of one mistake. Like everybody makes mistakes. Even if you've made a billion mistakes, that doesn't mean that you yeah. can't start like getting better, you know, like right. everyone starts from somewhere and we, so, so everyone starts somewhere. So don't, don't look at your current situation and be like, God, I can't get to where Chase is. Well, you can, might take you longer than me, but that doesn't matter because eventually yeah, you'll be get here started. You don't have to be great to get started, but you got to get started it. to be great. So, um, how, what? Uh, let's let's yes. let's say because right. I mean, right. uh, you might be selling some teenagers now on the idea of maybe I should start a podcast or maybe I should start some type of content-based branding to, with any product <laughs> or service because this can go across the board. I mean, right. you could be selling T-shirts, you could be doing. I mean, there's so many things. But what are one, two, or three ways, Chase, that somebody can start a podcast and then monetize that podcast? Like, what are one, one, two, or three different monetization methods? So, I mean, it's really 
easy to start a mm. podcast and it's really freaking hard to grow a podcast. Like, like that's that's something that I remind myself of daily because it was much mm. easier for me to start my podcast than it's been to grow my podcast. Because I mean, you can like with with fairly little skill, you can whip together an interview and a edit and, and edit it together and put it out into the world pretty easily like to be fully honest like a lot of people get stuck in the small details but there are a billion videos on youtube mm -hmm. that'll walk you step through step on how to start your podcast you know and you you can refer to those videos but it, it's not entirely that hard get in con like if you're doing an interview show get in contact with someone cool yeah sit down with them on zoom and talk to them you know like mm -hmm. and i could give a thousand and one tips on all that but that's not the focus right now it's actually taking that show and growing it to the point where it's a success that is really difficult. Like that's that's why most podcasts fail by episode seven is when you first start, you're going to tell all of your friends, you're going to tell all of your family, and you're going to see this initial <laughs> spike, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm a success. You're like millions <laughs> yeah. of dollars, millions of downloads right around the corner, baby. You know, like that's, that's going to be your thought process, and that was my thought process too. Like my first – episode i think it got like 95 downloads or something and i was like oh my god i'm the best you know i was like if i just double this in episode two and then double this again afterwards i'll be at like 500 listeners and then if i just keep if i just keep that rolling man i'll be it i'll be at 10k i'll be at 50k i'll be at 100k easy in a couple months you know and then you have this second, like that, that's phase one of starting a podcast, you know, is once you actually put it out there and there's initial hype. And then phase two is one of two things will happen. One, your, your downloads, unless you're an influencer or you get really freaking lucky and you make it onto the Apple, uh, like new and notable page, your downloads are going to stagnate and they might even decrease. For me, it was the latter. They started to decrease. I was like, like my second episode got like 30 downloads, <laughs> you know? And I was like, I'm a failure, you know, like, I was like, oh no, I was like, like I went from week one euphoric high of millions around the corner to, oh my God, I'm an absolute failure, <laughs> you know? And that's why a lot of podcasts fail is because after that initial, you'll see this initial spike and this initial hype where your friends and family are listening and everyone's like, oh my God, this, you know, you, Chase, you started a podcast. That's so cool. Let me go listen. And then they'll decide, like, it'll, it depends on your podcast, but they might not all of those people are going to like it. You know, they're going to be like, eh, this isn't quite for me. You know, like it doesn't matter what it's about. There's always, there's going to be a lot of those initial people that say, this isn't quite for me. Um, and so after you get to that point, that's when you actually have to start being, and a lot of podcasters sit back and they hope that their show will grow. Right. Like if they're doing an interview show, they're like, I'll have my guests advertise this. If I could just get someone with a hundred K followers on Instagram on here, God, I'll be a success in no time. I'll just have them advertise it, and then it'll, it'll explode. I'm sure I'll show up on the Apple New and Notable page. I'm sure people will just find my podcast. I'm I'm sure my current listeners will start, you know, referring me to other people. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to grow your show through hope. You're not going to grow anything through hope. Like that's like this. This doesn't apply just to podcasting. But you're not going to grow mm -hmm. a business. You're not going to grow yourself. You're not going to grow anything through hoping. You know, that's what I did for the first month. I was like, oh, yeah, this guest will promote it and it'll it'll grow. And it didn't. Most of my guests, like, they promised the moon when they said they were going to promote it. And then they gave me, like, dirt, <laughs> you know? And, and nothing really came of it. And not a lot of people actually came from those guest promotions. And it's like, man, this isn't cool, you know? And that's when I was like, that's when I had to sit down with myself and be really honest. I was like do I want to keep doing this? And that was one of those moments of doubt. You know, it was a moment of doubt where I sat down and I was like, is this, is this really how I want to dedicate my time and my effort? And if I, if yes, what am I going to do about these, about these download numbers? Right. And through self-reflection, I was like, like I sat down with a notebook and a glass of water and I took an entire weekend and I like really thought to myself, I was like, do, is this something that I care about? Do I want to continue doing it? And at the end of that weekend, my answer was yes. You know, I sat back, I looked at the pros, I looked at the cons, I thought about it emotionally, I asked some people who were close to me, and in the end, that answer was yes, I do want to keep doing this. So then I said, had to say, okay, how do I grow it? And here's the thing. There's a million videos on YouTube about how to start your podcast. There's a whole lot less about how to grow your podcast. Because really, it is, like, to be fully honest with you, 
no one is going to give you the same answer. Well, actually, that's not true. Yeah. Everyone's going to say, hey, stay consistent and have your guests promoted. Yeah, there's a lot of those different ways to two, grow. Those, those everything are the from, top you know, two things a, people will tell a, you about a growing A different type podcast. of content creation, be it TikTok, yeah. be it YouTube, um, or going on other people's podcasts and get interviewed on their podcasts and get in front of their listeners, um, you know, Instagram. There's all these different ways, right? Um, and so... Once you do build that, what is your plan on like actually monetizing it, Chase? Like, how do you make money from a podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I haven't monetized my podcast yet for a couple of reasons. One mm -hmm. is, first off, I for a while I didn't quite know how I was going to do that, and I've clarified that inside of my own head recently. Like for, and number two, I didn't want. I initially I was like, well, the and this is what what you'll see is it's like uh, the only way yeah. to monetize my podcast is to get a sponsor you know like that's what people think like i'm i'm gonna get a sponsor but i'm gonna do a cost per mil which basically means that mm -hmm. for every thousand listeners you have you're gonna get this much money like that's 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 how if you look at if you look up on google how much does it how, cost per mil of a podcast sponsorship it's gonna tell you 25 dollars yeah like not and, a lot. and you're gonna look at that and you're gonna be like what like i have it, it's, it's like nothing so and then you have this thought like and then you add it up in your head so you're like okay if i get 25 dollars for every 1000 listeners that means that at mm -hmm. 10,000 listeners i'll get 250 bucks an episode that's garbage <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's what you're gonna think to yourself and you're gonna look at your current download numbers especially in the early days and you're gonna be yeah. like wow i have 50 you know <laughs> like i'm not I'm, I'm never gonna be able to monetize that this but that's not the only way that you mm -hmm. can monetize. There's a couple of ways that you can do it, especially if you have a really dedicated audience. But even if you have only a couple hundred people, mm -hmm. what you can do is one of the first one of the first strategies is you can start a Patreon. You can start a Patreon and offer yeah. a couple levels of sponsorship. You can do five like like the general the one the one that I thought about is like five, ten, and twenty dollars for a Patreon, and then you offer exclusive content, and it doesn't have to be a ton. Like literally, record like if you're say you do a main interview and you put that out on your podcast, mm. then record the short conversation that you and the guests have afterwards. And if you just put four or five of those together and just mm. toss them on your Patreon for in a month, then people will be like, oh, this is really cool. Because yeah. usually the conversations that you have with a guest post-recording are really cool. Like it's a really yeah. interesting conversation. And so people love to hear that stuff. So that's the first method mm -hmm. um, is you can start a Patreon. Another way that you could do it is you could do an advertiser, right? Mm -hmm. But do see you could do a CPA, which is a cost per acquisition, right? You can go to companies and be like, "Look, I want to have you as a sponsor on my podcast, but before we do that, like before we start doing a cost per episode, I want to I want to do a cost per acquisition, right? And that you you say to them, "How much does it take you to acquire a customer? Like go go to an online store or something and say, "How much money do you usually have to spend?" to acquire a single customer for them to make a sale. And any good company, mm -hmm. any good company that That's you want to sponsor yeah. with will be able to tell you what their cost per acquisition is. And let's, and let's just say that that cost per acquisition is $10. Well, then you say, okay, I will, I will have you as a sponsor on my show. And then for whenever you make a sale, I'll make six bucks. You know, I'll take 60% of that cost per acquisition and they'll be like, oh my God, yes. Because basically what you're saying is, here's your cost per acquisition, right? It's 10 bucks. I'm going to get you customers for this much, which is 60 bucks, which is, or six bucks, which is under your cost per acquisition. So you're, and then, then they'll be like, yes, you know, there's no risk on their end. They don't have to pay you if no one comes. And then it's, it's upside for you. Like if, if you have an audience that is committed and connected, right, then right. bada bing, bada boom, you can, you can sell their product and send them in that direction. And part of that, part of that is knowing your listener and knowing what products yeah, are going to be right great. with them. Yeah, that's great. That's great info. You know, there's a lot of different cool. ways to monetize. So but if that's you are the general thinking, if you are listening there. about doing a podcast, one, what Chase said is really important is like you got to really know why you're doing it and, you know, love the process, not just do it just because you're trying to make a quick buck, right? Um, you're going to make a, a great network. Like, you know, you're meeting a lot of people and those all provide opportunities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to have a big network, they say a person's net worth is their network right? 
And so um, that's a big part of it, too. And then uh, also a lot of people are doing coaching these days, yes. you know, because if you have a podcast, you're probably gaining some knowledge that other people don't really have. So what you can do is you can package that coaching into some kind of a, a, of a bundle uh, of, of a service. And then you could sell a coaching. So for something like the Young Entrepreneurs Rebellion, you can literally create like a startup entrepreneur coaching program for teens. I know ton tons of teens that would buy that all over the nation, right? You, you, you could charge, you know, yeah. $300 and then have another one that's $5,000 that where you Absolutely. like really coach them and meet with them very often. And then, or they can just download your videos for 300 and, and there's, there's your monetization right there. So if you, if the listener, if the listener is uh, thinking about doing a podcast, you, the listener right now, yeah, find a topic that you love to talk about that you can't see yourself getting bored talking about in six weeks, something you want to talk about for the next six years. Right. And then do what Chase did. Just get in it. Right. Just jump in. So that's awesome, Chase. Uh, what what um, what's your biggest fear, Chase? You know, with all these things that you're doing, what's your biggest fear? Is it success? Is it failure? Is it um, you know what what is your biggest fear? I wouldn't say it's failure mm, because I love that when that's like good. like you hear the statement, you either earn or you learn. So, and failure. Failure is not, and, and this this is a, this is a kind of a mindset shift that I had to have when I was thinking about my life. Woo! Is that failure is not Thank the you. absence yeah, of success? Thank you. Yeah, that's a failure wisdom bomb. A you just dropped of success, right? Like, you, you, of course, like, like okay. in order to be successful, you have to first fail. Like, like, like if you think about, I think Richard Branson is the perfect example of that. If people don't know who Richard Branson is, he's a he's a British mm -hmm. multi billionaire who like exemplifies failing in order to succeed because he has his, his brand is the virgin brand you you can you can literally look up any of his companies it's like virgin galactic and virgin real estate and a bunch of this other stuff um virgin airlines is another one and if you mm -hmm. look at the number of companies that he has founded it is in excess of 300 and his profitable companies are in the realm of 20 um so you can see right there, he's founded 300 companies. He's had 20 successful yeah. ones, and he's worth, I think, something like $10 billion. And I can guarantee you that he learned at, from every single failure that he had. And that's, and that's like a large-scale example. If you, like, in, in just in normal life, like, look at what doesn't work, right? Like, we do this on a day-to-day -day basis when we're having conversations with people. If you say something to someone and, and it upsets them, like if you say, man, your shoes don't look that great today, or you accidentally call a girl fat, like I did that one time, like, you don't make that mistake again. Like, <laughs> like it backfired in your face, and you're like, oh, that joke didn't go over well. You're not going to make it again. We do this in our day-to-day -day lives and barely even realize it, that just when we fail in a conversation or when we fail in a day-to-day -day thing, we just don't do that thing again or learn from it or learn how to do it better. And then we succeed more in our social interactions. But people don't even think to do that when it comes to self-improvement or to business. It's like all this stuff that we do in a normal day-to-day -day life just gets thrown out the window. So like if you are out there trying to build a marketing company or something and you just like you try to market for a client – and you just bomb it? Well, you learned a lot from that. Maybe you didn't structure your con your contract right. Maybe you failed on your end and you didn't market for this client correctly. Maybe their brand wasn't in line with your values. Like it was there was some mistake along the way that you can learn from. And when you make a mistake, you need to sit down and be like, "Okay, what went wrong here?" You know, like sit down and think about it. And what went wrong here? Was it a mistake on my end? Was it something that I couldn't control? Was it something that like you have to sit so down and actually think about why that mistake frame happened it that way. it's such a learning opportunity so that's future. great so what is your fear then is it's not fear it's not failure then yes. so that's not it you i ain't afraid of nothing foo it's a hard question <laughs> for me cuz really <laughs> no, it's not that I'm afraid. Of, it's not that I'm afraid of nothing. When I'm walking outside and it's dark and I hear a weird noise, I definitely freak out. Um, you know, like like if I if I'm walking outside and it's getting dark cool. and a deer steps out of the woods, I am going to jump ten thousand feet into the air because um, after almost dying to deer like a thousand times, I have I I have whenever I see a deer, I'm like, mm. 
Mm. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know about you. I'm, okay, I'm like so, giving them so a dirty eye, trying really, not to get killed by this deer that weighs I mean, twice I as much as I do. Because um, teens get caught up being consumers, right? They consume TikTok. They consume Instagram. They're consuming this and that. And at the end of the day, they're not creating anything, right? right? And they're getting into that trap. How do we go and cross that threshold from consumer to creator? So, oh, oh, yeah. So before I answer that, I, I think I, I think I figured out what my fear is, right? It's like when I and this this is gonna it comes in a couple of stages, right? Like, and and it's it's kind of off in the distance for me. And it's something I can't imagine that much. But the first thing that comes to my head is like. When I die, mm. I don't want to lay there and say, man, mm. I wish I had started that podcast. You know, I don't want, I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to lay, my biggest fear is laying mm. down in bed at night and saying, God, I'd wish I'd taken that opportunity. God, I wish I'd said this in that conversation. I wish I'd read this book. I wish I'd played with my little brother more. I don't want to leave for college and say, I wish I'd played with, with my little brother more. I don't want to leave college or leave, leave high school and say, I wish I'd spent more time with my friends. I wish I'd spent more time living. You know, I, my biggest fear is looking back at, at the past few years of my life and having regrets. Like that's, that's my biggest fear is leaving something on the table. When I leave high school, when I leave, when I end my day, I want to know that I left it all on the table, that I did everything that I could to mm. find success, to build my business. Good one. So that I can wake up, so that I can go to sleep satisfied with myself. Yeah, that's, that's good. The biggest fear. Yeah, that's good, man. A lot of that too is just being in the moment, right? When, and staying in the moment with what you're doing, especially young and really kind of optimizing your day, you know, and especially in like entrepreneurship and podcasts is creating a list of like high yielding tasks that you know you need to do and that keeps you in the moment because you knock them out you're real efficient you know what i mean then you move forward with your day and that gives you time chase to be with um, your little brother that gives like, you time um, to do the things that books you want to do. or so quotes I think that's that cool, you would man. like to share with our audience that you think are are worthy of sharing Mm. So the first book that I would recommend mm. to anyone who wants to get started in entrepreneurship is obviously Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Because that that was yeah. like it's it's like simultaneously a mindset shift and a slap across the face um, to yeah. to what you thought was reality. Because I read that book in like a day and sat back afterwards and I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I never thought about this before. And yeah. so that that really will have a paradigm shift on you if if you're willing to to change, you know, like, like you have to be open to this paradigm shift in order for it to happen. So you have to really want it. Like you could read the book and throw it away and be like, eh, cool, you know? And then in terms of uh, another book that I love for just mm. learning human interaction is how to win, win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie is an absolutely wonderful book is one of the most actionable books I've ever read. It's, a it's a relation it's kind of like a relationship building type book not like a not like in a romantic way but like interactions between humans mm. and like he just gives actionable tips and examples of them like mm. smile more when you smile people smile more say people's name it's the most sacred word to them just all That's of these gold, super man. actionable tips that will improve your your interactions with people in, in, in their day-to-day -day life yeah, um, it's a classic yeah those are great uh, and, I mean, those yeah, those are the two books that I would really recommend. Those are, um, yeah, for in in terms of business, they're they're really really good books. I've got a good one for you too. As you as you continue to grow in uh, in your nascent career, um, look up Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Yes. Look that up. Have you read that? So that's I that's a good it. that's a good day by day guide. Man, I love that book. I love Stoicism. Uh, and it really anybody who really wants to cut their teeth in entrepreneurship, you, I mean, looking into Stoicism and the philosophies that they have and that they carry, and analyzing some of the great Stoics uh, will really give you resiliency techniques yep. and methods yep. to remain Whether resilient. Whether you go into entrepreneurship you know, in the or face just of odds life, and you're going to get, get hit with so Pick your hard. It's like pick your difficult. People I, say that's too hard. It's too hard to go after this. It's too hard to go after this goal. It's too hard to sit around and do nothing. Yeah. You know, pick your hard. <laughs> right yeah oh yeah and the last book that i recommend that just came to my mind is high performance habits by brennan burchard um cool. i don't know if you guys have ever read that one but like 
how to win friends and influence people. It gives you tons of actionable advice and resources that you can use as you're reading it. And mm. it asks you a lot of questions that make you look at what you want and where you want to go. It's a very, very good book if you're looking to clarify awesome. Chase, what you want to do in your the podcast, life, where you want to go with can it, you, um, and then give you speak, strategies. We, we often to ask our guests this: if you can speak directly to our listener, which um, in this case is parents and teens, right? Um, if you can speak directly to them, uh, what's some words of inspiration that you can say directly to the listener? Mm -hmm. That's great. So to parents, uh, I'm going to do parents and then teens because I think they're, I, have, I have different words of advice for each one. So for parents, don't shut your kids down, right? Like, like if, if your kid decides to go on this entrepreneurial journey, please, please, please support them. Because one of the biggest things that I ran into was initially a lack of support from my parents. You know, it was like they would say no before even listening to my ideas. And so listen to your kid and try and see the world through their perspective. If they're coming to you asking how like to, to go buy a house, maybe watch the YouTube videos that inspired them. Read the book that made them want to do this so that you can have an idea of what's going through their head. Like if you can, if you can have an idea of what's happening inside your kid's head, then you can actually look at what they're asking you and say with a hundred X more certainty, yes or no, this is a good idea. You know, like if your kid says, mom, I want to do drop shipping and you're like, I don't know what drop shipping is. Research it a little bit. Look at the posts that inspired them. Watch the videos that inspired them. It's going to make a world of difference between with your relationship with your kid and their confidence in you. Right? Like that is, that is one of the biggest tips of advice I could give for parents. And then for teens, it's <laughs> kind of a similar thing. Like, if you have an idea, don't just throw it at your parents out of the blue. Like, like, please, please, please don't do that because it's only going to lead to disaster. Don't be me. Don't show up and say, Dad, I want to wholesale real estate. And he's like, what's that? And I'm like, I'm going to sell house contracts. And he's like, ooh, that sounds not good. Don't, don't do that, please. It's not going to end well for you. And it's going to lead to some tension between you and your parents because you're like, you shut down my idea. And your parents are like, well, it wasn't a good idea. And you're like, yes, it was. And that's that's not going to go well for you. And it's only going to lead to tension. And then your parents are going to be less likely. So for teens, if you have an idea, the first thing I would start with is but if you watch this video that inspires you and you're like, yes, I'm going to go do this, take a day or two to actually sit back and think about it <laughs> so that you don't run to your parents in, in this fever of emotion like, I'm going to go change the world and buy houses. You know, take back, sit back and take a day to look at it. Then re research it, please. Like if, if, if you want to go do drop shipping, research drop shipping and look into all this stuff and start dropping hints to your parents. Be like, hey, mom, I recently got really interested in real estate, you know, um, and then if you can, get proof of concept before bringing it to your parents. Proof of concept is one of the biggest things that I can tell you that you can do. Like if you have an entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial idea, you need, I would say the proof of concept is one of the biggest things that you can give your parents. So if you're going to do drop shipping, maybe try doing a little bit of drop shipping on the down low and then show your parents, hey, mom, look, I just made 20 bucks off this thing. Like, you know, and, and bring the idea to them. Like, I, I interviewed this girl. Her name was Caroline, and she had this eBay clothes reselling business. And she would she would go thrift shopping. She would then model the clothes and sell them on her Instagram, you know. And, like, she was she said, I, know, I knew that my parents might not be the most comfortable with me modeling clothes on Instagram and reselling them, you know, because, like, I'm a girl, and not all of the clothes that I'm modeling and reselling are necessarily appropriate. But she did it, and she made like two grand before her before she told her parents, and she did it on the down low, and then her parents were like, "Okay, that's awesome," you know. So, think about that. Think about trying to give your parents proof of concept, and if you can't give them proof of concept, because sometimes you can't, and I completely understand that. It's like trying to trying to tell my dad I'm going to wholesale real estate contracts when I'm 15 and I can't even sign my own contract. Take the information that you know, and like I said to the parents just now. 
show them the videos that got you inspired. Like ask them to watch this and uh, like be very genuine with them. Like, I'm really, really interested in this topic. Mom, can you look at this video and tell me what you think? Give me your ideas. And then maybe make, and this is something that I did with my parents is I made a slideshow. I literally went into PowerPoint and set up a slideshow that outlined my plan. Like I, I did this for, what was it? It was for, it was, I think it was literally for affiliate marketing or something like that. It, no, it was for taking a high school class. I, I, I sat down and I laid out all of the pros, all the cons. And I was like, this is what's good about it. These are the potential risks and the downsides. And then I said, these are my feelings about it. This is how mm. I feel. This is why I care. And then mm. just ask them very genuinely, like as like as your kid, like I know you want the best for me. I know I know that your goal in life is to provide for me, to make to give me a secure, happy life, make it so I don't end up on the streets. I know that you care for me. So please let me try this. Mm, that's a, a great approach. Yeah, I like that. Awesome. Awesome. Chase, thank you so much for dropping so much wisdom to our audience. Yeah. This has been one of the best interviews ever, man. Yeah, I, I think Bo great. and I just enjoyed this so much, man. Thank just you. let them roll, man. You've got real talent for it as well. And you gave a lot of really cool. That's one big thing that we like. We like to give our audience a lot of really good practical advice. And I think, you know, for everyone listening, man, like replay this, you know, if you want to have a podcast, because he gave you some legitimate strategies there. Like that was cool. Awesome, man. And uh, how can people get a hold of you and how can they learn more about your podcast, Chase? Um, so I'm on Instagram at Chase underscore Galette. I mean, and, and Forrest, I don't know if you can toss this in the show notes, but that's the easiest way to get in contact yep. with me. Um, Chase underscore Galette. I respond to DMs. Um, so if you want to get in contact with me, go there. And my profile picture is like, is like a, it's like doing dual peace signs, like, like kind of in a crouching position. That's me. Um, okay. And it'll say, it'll say in my bio podcast or an entrepreneur. So you can try and find me there. Um, you can listen to my podcast, the young entrepreneurs rebellion. Um, I'm trying to make that better every day recently brought on an editor. So if the next few episodes aren't the greatest in the world, forgive me. We're trying, I'm helping, I'm helping train him. I'm um, sure he'll do an outstanding job. He'll yeah. do great. I, yeah. he's already doing great, but you can find me there at the young entrepreneurs rebellion. We are on spotify we're on apple podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts so i mean those are the main two places i'm chase underscore galette on instagram i will respond perfect to DMs. and you, you spell that you. you spell that c-h-a-s-e underscore then g-u-e-l-e-t-t-e -E, correct yes sir awesome yes, sir. chase thank you very much for being on the show man Woo -woo! thank you for having me it's been, it's been a lot of fun i had a lot of fun today Awesome. Thank you, listener. Make sure you share this show and uh, peace out. Have a great one. Can you think of someone who I really do. needs to hear this message right now? Great. Send them a link to this show. Sharing is caring. Also, go on to Facebook right now and search parents of awesome teens with anxiety, depression, or low self-esteem so you can gain access to our supportive community. Remember, it takes a village. Thanks for listening to the Parent Teen Mindset Show.